Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Well, welcome to the final service of 2023. I know that we've got quite a few families that are still traveling because school doesn't go back in until, until a week, uh, another week away. And so we've still got families that are on the road and traveling. But I am so glad that you guys are in the house today with this perhaps being the final message that you will hear uh, for this year, unless you listen to podcast, uh, a podcast message within the next, I don't know, just a few hours before we, we turn, roll the clock and roll the calendar into the new year. I wanted to be intentional with the message today, and I believe that God has given me a word specifically for this house, but more importantly, specifically for you. Everybody say, it's for me today. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. Isaiah 43. How many brought your Bibles? Let me see see them flapping in the wind, not your glowing Bible. Let Let me, yeah, yeah. Old preacher used to say, should be like your American Express card. Don't leave home. Without it, some of y'all like that was a cheesy, but that was the line back in the '80s. Everybody remember that line? American Express card, deep, don't leave home without it. I guess the new one today is what's in your wallet. Yeah, that's the new one. I think that just covered us. Isaiah 43, chapter 18 is going to be a very familiar passage of scripture. It's just two verses, um, but this was the one that the Holy Spirit directed me to go to for where we are headed. How many of us we're headed somewhere? Isaiah 43, verse 18 says this: Forget. The former things do not dwell on the past. Everybody say, do not. Do not not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I've titled today's message, and it's a very simple message for the last Sunday of this year, a fresh start. A fresh start. Everybody say fresh start. Fresh start. I don't know about you, but I like when I walk into Publix or whatever grocery store you go to, and I like when I see fresh fruit. I don't like when I walk in and I'm, um, the bananas are already brown. Now, for those of you that cook and, and with those and you make banana pudding and those type things, you like that, and that's cool, but just to like peel it back and, and partake, that, that uh-uh. And so I like to see fresh fruit. I don't like to walk in and see fruit flies. I mean, you can go across the street to the, to the mar- uh, 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 what do you call it, um, the, the, the fruit stand, and you, you, you expect to maybe have some fruit flies. But when I walk into the store, I'm expecting everything under the, under the mist, and fr- uh, mist and sprays, sp- sprayers. I, I'm expecting everything to be fresh. Amen? Just as when I open God's Word, regardless of how many times I have read this verse, I expect it to be fresh to me. Everybody say fresh bread. 
God, we thank you for your word today. I thank you that it has the power to change, rearrange, and set us on course. God, we are getting ready to embark in a new year, and I am believing that today's word, God, is straight from heaven to us today as we prepare for what you have in store for every one of us and our families. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Touch your neighbor, tell them, say, this is going to be a fresh year. Fresh, fresh year, fresh year. Today marks a pretty significant Sunday for me and my family. Every year when we get around this time, I remember where we were, excuse me, as a family just 10 years ago. It was December of 2013 that Amy and I began packing uh, and preparing to load a U-Haul, packing up all of our stuff, everything that we had, and preparing to, to move our family uh, to Chiefland to answer the call of God on our lives. Coming up this January, in just a few days, January 4th, we will have been serving on staff here at the church for 10 years. Amy and I were going on the road, and I was like, babe, it's been 10 years. That is crazy. Like, that is insane. But it is amazing when you follow the call of God on your life. And how many knows that doesn't mean it's always going to be a bed of roses, right? But how many knows that he will always, always be faithful? Amen? And tomorrow marks the four-year anniversary that Dad and I transitioned the ministry. He transitioned the ministry, Dad and Robin, to Amy and I in, as we stepped into the lead pastor role. I've got to be honest. It's hard not to get a little nostalgic thinking about the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God over the past, just, just the past four years. And I, I could go back and recount stories of, of things that God has, doors that God has opened and what he's allowed. And I'll just say this and, and to, 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 to keep from telling a story that I usually share a lot. Um, there's 12 acres just up the street that is paid cash for, that is just waiting for God's green light and the interest rates to come down. We're waiting because we want to be good stewards of what God has given us. But I'm telling you, I just, I believe in my spirit this year, 2024, we will officially break ground and we will begin building our forever and permanent home after 32 years of ministry. As I stand here today, this ministry has seen God do some amazing things over the past 32 years. Somebody say, what's this got to do with the message? Everything. I think as we get ready to embark in a new year, it's important to set vision just for a moment for the ministry as well as your life. But regardless of what God has done, the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God over the past 32 years, I firmly believe with all of my heart that we're just getting started, that the best truly is yet to come. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. There's something exciting about new. Everybody say new. Anybody like to get new stuff? You, how many got new clothes at Christmas? You got all the guys, we got new drawers. You know what I'm saying? That probably wasn't appropriate for, for, for Facebook Live and podcast, but it is what it is. We all know it. How many you the holy socks? Your wife hooked you up? Yeah? No? Well, uh, there's always next year, 360 how many more days? <laughs> How about a new restaurant? Anybody like to find new restaurants? My family hates it when I find a new restaurant. Why? Because I will wear it out. 
It will be like every week, if I find a new crockpot menu or crockpot dinner, it will be on the menu every single week. As a matter of fact, it's crazy. It's almost like I start working for that particular restaurant because I'm telling everybody, hey, have y'all been to this? Have y'all been to Mo, uh, what's, what's the barbecue place? Mojo's downtown Gainesville. If you've never been, this is a pitch, actually. I'm telling you the truth. If you've never been to Mojo's barbecue in downtown, just around the corner from Harry's in Gainesville, I'm telling you, it's amazing. We should just take a trip and just go ahead. Somebody book reservation. We've got about, I don't know, 150 people here. Tell them we'll be on our way in just a few moments. It's really good. That, like, that's what I do. It's like, it's like I begin, it's, there's something crazy and, 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 and fascinating to me about something new. Anybody, anybody like when you get a new outfit? Like, you, like you're having a horrible day and you look back there and you're like, oh, I forgot I had that. And you put it on and you feel like a whole new man. Like a whole, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's just like it's something, something crazy happens when you get new. How about in the guys? Y'all know what you, 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 you know you, when you get a haircut? You know that feeling when you get a haircut? I know you're looking at me like you don't know about that feeling. I remember. I remember. Thank you very much. I do have to go see Drew every once in a while to get my beard. I got to work with what I got. It never fails. We go somewhere out of town, and somebody's going to say, hey, bro, I like your beard. I'm like, and I'll take my toboggan off, and I'm like, I got to work with what I got. And I, I do. I feel the same way when I go to the barber and I get my beard edged up and all that. I, something, something, something happens on the inside when we experience new. The point is, we love new. I love new. New car, new house, right? We like new. The problem is, I think we live in a day and an age where we are obsessed with new. I need a new marriage. I need a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend. I don't need this marriage. I need a girlfriend. Oh, am I hitting too close to home today? So good to have you on the front row today, my brother. <laughs> what happened to Nathan? Did he get scared about the saliva? Okay. Listen, the truth is, the truth is, here it is, guys. Release City Church is not a new church. I'm not a new pastor four years in. I've been in full-time ministry for half of my life. But I didn't come today to give you a new vision for the new year. The mission and the vision has stayed the same for this church, even though names may have changed over the years. The mission and vision has stayed the same year after year. Jesus will always be our message, and people will always be our hearts. New by definition means something that is unused. So I'm here today to tell you, Release City family, that this this is not a new gathering today. The truth is God has used and continues to use this ministry to reach the lost. We're not just reaching families within our city. Uh, We're we're actually reaching and influencing, impacting the lives of people in other countries. Just this year alone, we have given away over $15,000 to missions overseas we've in addition to that we've given to other churches we we see where other ministries are trying to do things Uh, one church was trying to do something with their youth ministry and we sent a check for five hundred dollars blew the i'm not tooting our horn i'm just telling you in our town when we didn't have a youth pastor we didn't really have that many students 
But you, you sow a seed for what you, the harvest you want. Hello, somebody. I was trying to get that out. And, and I knew the pastor was like, he asked somebody in the church, where'd this come from and why did they do it? I'm like, bro, you got a need? We want to sow a seed. Hello. So that's the ministry that you're a part of. That's huge. I mean, on, a, on any given Sunday, we're averaging 185 to 200 people. So to say over $15,000, that's in addition to operating expenses, which is more than just that, a month. That's huge. Because of your faithfulness and the faithfulness of God, he has used us to be generous towards others. There's something that I want to be known for personally, and that is I want to be generous. There's something that I want this ministry to be known for, and that is that we're a generous ministry. We're not just hoarding the money so that we can go build. I mean, imagine if we would have kept the 15000 for us instead of sending it across the seas so we could have more money to build our home because of our impatience. Hello, welcome to church where we tell it like it is. Telling like it is. Sorry. I don't even know what that song is. I just, that just popped in my head. The point I'm trying to make is this. We're not new. God has used this ministry. God has used us to make a difference this year. Many of you serve every weekend or weekends a month at Release City Church. You, are, you too are being used. And I came to declare over the lives this morning that just because you've been used does not mean you have to become stale. There's nothing worse than a dried up, stale church. The last seven words of a dying church is, we've never done it like that before. (laughs) May we never. I'm not a new pastor, but my goal is to always stay fresh. Release City Church is not a new church, but it's always going to be a fresh church. We want to create an environment that can host the fresh wind and fresh fire of God in this house. Because my messages may inspire you and they may encourage you, but it is the fire of God and the presence of God and the wind of his spirit that when it flows through you, that is where the change happens. Just because we've been used by God doesn't mean... It's time to get stale. Sometimes it's easy for us to look down. Remember, God's doing a new thing. I'm trying to reconnect so I don't lose you because I know you're like, where, where are you headed? I've got a trip and we're on it. Here we go. Sometimes it's easy for us to look down on things that have been used or washed up. Think about myself when I look in the mirror and things are looking older. <laughs> I smile and my eyes disappear. Because I got bags under my eyes. Where did that come from? You've already caused me to lose my hair. Hello. (laughs) I don't even like to smile anymore for pictures. It looks like, uh, that almost, uh, it looks like I'm asleep. (laughs) We start looking at things differently when they have a little age on them. Let's just be honest. Our cars, our houses, Our friendships, oh, this is old. I just need to get something new. What if you didn't need something new? Maybe you just need something fresh. 
I need a new job. No, you don't. You just need a fresh perspective of your job. I need to move to a new city. No, you don't. You just need this city to be fresh to you again. I need a new marriage. No, you don't. (laughs) You just need your marriage to be hot, spicy, and fresh again. Tell it like it is. How, how do you do that? Well, you, 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 you submit that relationship back to God and watch the fresh wind and fresh fire. Hello, somebody. Where you think it came from? You think Adam and Eve came up with all that? No, God said it. I'll move away because that would make some of y'all nervous. Write this down. Just because you've been used doesn't mean you're not useful. Just because you've been used Maybe, and let me just say this, (laughs) maybe, because I know when I said use that God is using us and you're serving so you're, you're being useful to the ministry, but some of us have been used and abused, and that doesn't make you not useful anymore. I think if we're not careful, we can buy into the culture today that says anytime something starts to feel old, it means it's stale and it's time to go after something new. Maybe what you need isn't something new, but something fresh. Where, let me see the Bibles again. Where's the Bibles at? The, yeah. There will be people that would try to convince you that that thing is old and washed up and is no longer relevant. Listen. But what they're actually saying is their heart has grown stale because what I know to be true is the problem isn't with the seed, it's with the soil. Oh, it's just not relevant. Nothing wrong with the seed. Seed is infallible. Seed is, there's nothing wrong with the seed. The problem is with the soil. It's grown cold, hard, and indifferent. How's your soil today? Contrary to what some might tell you, the seed of God's word is still useful. And that is how we will navigate in 2024. And until God leads us home, we will continue as a ministry to navigate through life according to the seed of God's word. Amen. Amen. I I don't know who needs to know this today, but no matter what problem you face, no matter what circumstance is in front of you, no matter what circumstance you, 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 you may be carrying into 2024 from 2023, I came to tell you that the Word of God still holds the answers to your problems. And I've said, it, I've said it before, let's not carry our old baggage into the new year. There is some things that we can't change that we're going to have to, but we can change our perspective now to look at it differently if it's got to cross the threshold with us. The word of God brings life and still sets people free. I'm declaring today from this sacred desk that 2024 will be a fresh start for Release City. Not a new start just because it's a new year, but it's going to be a fresh start. Let me speak to the leadership, the lead team of this house today. Some of you have served for numerous years faithfully. It's time to get a fresh perspective of what God has called us to do. We do the same thing every week. Some of y'all know exactly. You know there's going to be a video of some kind before the message. Like, it can become stale. But your perspective can change 
You need a fresh perspective. Don't allow church to become stale and indifferent. That wasn't just for the lead team. That was for all of us. But I wanted to just plug real quick to the lead team and let them know, hey, you know what? Every, even though you serve, you're doing the same thing consistently over and over and over and over. I mean, I'm preparing writing messages every single Sunday for 52 weeks out of the year minus a couple vacation days. But it's got to be fresh because people are coming in here because they're experiencing stale life out there. They're experiencing boredom out there. They're experiencing failed marriage, hurt marriage, hurt relationships, and they're coming in going, give me life before I take my life. I'm just keeping it real, people. Keep it fresh. Nudge your neighbor, tell them, say, keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Listen. If you're not volunteering on a serve team, if you call this your home church, listen, this, I just talked to the lead team, now let me, talk to, let me talk to everybody else. If you're not volunteering on a serve team, now is the time to jump on board and watch God begin to bless you for being generous because we're a generous church, generous with our time. How can I serve? Man, you can greet people with a smile at the front door. You can stand behind the cafe and offer up some, 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 some um, danishes or whatever we're serving at that time. You can be an usher. I, the greatest need right now is on the other side of this wall with our babies. At any given time, there's 40 to 50 kids just on that side of the wall. It is not cool that the same people never get to come in here but once a, once a month because we got people who won't serve. Can I just pastor you? I know my message is supposed to inspire you, but I got to pastor you because this is a new year and we're going to do stuff freshly. I wrote this down. God gave this to me. The fastest way to watch God pump the brakes and put a cap on what he's wanting to do through this ministry is when we fill this room with consumers of the ministry rather than contributors to the ministry. The fastest way for God to, we can come in here every week, we can still do church. We can sit in this room right here with 200 people and just run double services and stay right here and sell the land. God will cap if we don't show ourselves. He came to serve us and he was God. I'm telling you, the greatest need is to, is to read a lesson that is already pre-prepared. I don't, can't lead a Bible study. I'm not asking you to. Can you read a paper? Yeah. I know I'm, I'm not trying to be hard. I'm just telling you, that's the greatest need right now. You can do it as a couple with your spouse. Nothing, God, the, the fastest way to watch God pump the brakes on where we're headed is for us to fill this room with consumers rather than contributors. In 2024, it's time to get in the game. I believe no eye has seen and no ear has heard what God has in store for his people. Something fresh is on the horizon. I believe it with everything I got. Somebody say, somebody say a fresh start. All right, that's a word for your home. That's a word for your marriage. That's a word for your children. That's a word for your business. That's a word for, that's a word for your dream. That's a word for your calling. Fresh start. At the end of the service today, I bought air fresheners. Because I'm going to, I'm going to, you got some for the girls, we got some for the guys. Because you're called to, to change the atmosphere. If I open this up, 
I have to open up quite a few for a room this size. But if I open this up, it's going to change the fragrance of the room that we're in. You are called to be an air freshener. <laughs> and so and at the end of the service, I don't know why I already jumped to it because it's not altar call time. I know you're all like, wait, we just got excited. It's altar call time. I need to give you my only two points today. But I've already given you enough. Be a contributor, not a consumer. So when you get in your car today, put this in your car. And for about, because that's my responsibility for me to encourage and inspire you to make a difference. But in about 25 to 30 days, you're not going to smell this anymore. You're going to have to go get a new one. It's up to you. Just like, just like it's up to me to give you fresh bread but it's up to you to go home and find out where I got it from and make your own because if the only time you get word is from this mouth you're starved okay let me move on and malnourished okay Isaiah 43 I didn't forget we read where the prophet Isaiah was prophesying to the children of Israel. Oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm doing good. He's speaking to them about the new thing, the fresh thing that God is wanting to do in them and through them. He's challenging them in a direct way to open up their spiritual eyes and see the new thing that God is wanting to do. When we start talking about seeing, we're talking about perception. Perception is what we see, what we see. What's that old saying? Perception is reality to the person who sees it. There's another word, though, that I want to introduce to you today. It's called perspective, which is how you see a thing. Perception is what you see. Perspective is how you see a thing. Today is going to be a perspective shift for many of you. It's always interesting to me on how people can come to church and sit in the same room, sit through the same service, and have two different experiences. Some use it as an opportunity to catch a few Z's that they, they, they felt like they got deprived of the night before. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to church. <laughs> While others come in hungry like a sponge, and they're like, I need, I need that song. I trust in God, my Savior, the one. Who has never failed, he will never Yeah, see, you come in and you're like, I needed that, and I need this word. I'm getting ready to step out into a new year, and I don't want to go through 24 like I did 23. God, give me something fresh. And yet others just walk away removing eye boogers from their sleep. Same, same, same experience Two different outcomes, perception and perspective. I've come to understand, and this is why that happens, why people can sit in the same room and have two different perceptions and perspective. Here it is. We don't see things for the way they are. We see things for how we are based on our past hurt based on the church we used to go to, based on a past church hurt experience. Somebody told me a long time ago, there's nothing worse, there's not a greater hurt 
in this world than sheep bite. May we never be a church that lashes out at somebody else across the aisle because we view things differently politically or, or whatever. We're all part of God's family. Amen? Amen? What am I saying? We've got to look through the lens of God's word rather than the lens of our past experiences when it comes to seeing what God is doing and what he wants to do. Today, many of you have come here looking for a fresh start. And I believe Isaiah has made some basic observations, and I'm going to give you two, and then we're going to go home. The first thing that I want to point out, he said, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. He's saying, say it again, don't dwell on the past. When we say past, when we talk about the past, that stirs up different emotions in every one of us. For some of you, the past can be... Um, a, a place of shame or a place of, of hurt or, or, or betrayal for others of us and I think we both have experienced both but the other side of past is the great things that God has done how God has been faithful how God has met needs what he's saying is you can't dwell on the, thing, the way God moved in 1972 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove it in just a minute because you, you will miss out on what God has for you if you're looking for him to do it the same way he always has. I need him to move, move, move this way. God may not want to give you the shakes this Sunday. I'm not knocking anything. I believe when the power of God touch, hits your natural body, he's God. There's things that I can't control. I mean, we're up here singing. She starts breaking under the anointing. I start breaking under the anointing. That, what, what is that? That's the presence of God. It's not conjured up and, oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna shed a tear right here, see if we can move God to, and move the people. No, man. God don't need no help touching your heart. All you got to do is offer it up to him. As stony and as hard and as broken as it is, God can heal your broken heart. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Because I'm telling you what. Don't dwell on the past. I'm telling you what. The mercies of God are new every morning. If you need God to do something fresh in your life, turn the page. Stop rereading the same script. Turn the page. When Isaiah was speaking to the people of Israel, he understood that when he started using the word past, they, like us, had experienced a bad past, and they, like us, had experienced a good past. They lived in exile. They lived in bondage. And Isaiah was saying, you can't live from that place. That's why it's hard for us to come in to the presence of God. And it takes three songs for your heart that has been torn apart this week because somebody said something because they couldn't, they couldn't control their mouth and their tongue and they cut you so you came to church and it takes three songs in before you can actually experience the presence of God because you're standing there because of a past hurt. And God is saying you can't live by the past. 
You can't experience the newness of God when you're holding on to the past. And the same thing is true about the ways that God moves, the things that God does in our lives, and the way that he's shown himself faithful. Don't dwell on the past, don't dwell on the good, don't dwell on the bad. Because where God is wanting to take you is always better. Always better. For this ministry, we've seen God do some incredible things over the past 32 years. But I've got to be honest, I'm more committed to the future of what God wants to do than I am the past of what he's done. This pastor is more consumed and committed to where we're headed than holding on to all the great moments that we've experienced in the past. And that's hard for pastors to do because pastors feel like they got to come in and they have to stir the people. It's true. I'm just being honest. I don't feel like I got to stir you. I got to be honest, and I just got to be me, and I got to present the gospel in a way that, that, that is tangible enough for you to walk out and go, I get it, and let God touch your heart. It's not my, it's not my responsibility to put a time clock on how, when you change. All I got to do is, is present the gospel that says you can be changed. It's not up to me to go, time's ticking, baby. You got to start making some changes. Drop that, drop that substance. Stop shooting up that pill, that, that power. What, I don't, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. That's not up to me. It's up to me to tell you that stuff will cause you to live in bondage and you won't be able to be all that God has called you to be and experience all that God wants you to experience. Let me say it this way and I'll move on. A lot of people are more in love with their preference of church than God's purpose for church. I'm just telling you, I could go right back and sing it again, telling it like it is. I'm just telling you like it really is. People fill churches because they have a preference. That's why we have so many churches. That's why we change the names of churches. That's why we split churches. Ainsley and I were having a conversation the other day about churches that split. You get a first church and a second church. And I said, Grace, that's a, that's a perfect example. First church, second church. Split. They still want to be under that denomination, but they want to recognize that we're not them. We're us. And I just came to tell you, we are his. Amen. You're not mine. You're not, you don't belong to Release City. You belong to God. I know that I, dad tells me, used to tell me all the time, you don't have to share everything. That's, but I don't know what else to do. And, I, and I'm not knocking what dad used to tell me. But I'm telling you, I don't know how else to be real than to just tell you the ugliness of what church can be if it's not surrendered to God. And your preference, you can hold on to it and you'll die a slow death holding on to a preference when God has already moved on and you're missing out. When you study the Old Testament, just reading about all the ways that God moved is so fascinating. We, we, we've just a few weeks back talked a lot about Moses and, and God, used, God at one moment, one time spoke to Moses through a burning bush. Can you imagine if after that moment, like the bush was the fire, but it wasn't consumed. Can you imagine if he didn't move past the burning bush and goes walking by bushes going, God, you, you want to talk to me today? You did it this way last time, so it's got to be this way this time, right? Can you imagine? 
When Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, they were led by a cloud, of, a cloud by day and a fire by night. Then one time, God was trying to speak to this guy uh, 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 by the name of Balaam. And Balaam wasn't listening. So he used a donkey, Balaam's donkey. Can you imagine if Moses just sat around going, I'm waiting on God to speak through a burning bush or I remember God, God leading us through a cloud and fire and I don't see either one of those so maybe I'm supposed to stay here. See, when you fall more in love with your preference instead of God's plan, you'll miss his presence and I will prove it. God told Moses, I'm going to recap what I talked about just a few weeks ago. God told Moses one time to strike the rock. They needed water. He said, strike the rock with your staff and water will come. Later on, they needed water again. And he went to God for instructions. God is about as far as the rock and Moses split because I don't need to hear specifics from God. I know how to do this now. Take my staff, strike the rock. But he wanted him to speak to the rock. See, he changed how he was trying to move. I said all that to say I'm not dwelling on the glory days of this ministry. And wow, have we had some exciting times. From starting in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, somebody's home as a Bible study. And then we met in, in, in a carport. And it rained that Sunday, and they put up um, tarp so we wouldn't get wet. I mean, we met all kinds of places over the past 32 years. Never had a permanent home for the church. But in 2024, that changes. That changes. It's time for something fresh. Because I'm tired of walking in this building wondering, which, by the way, they are replacing the roof. Because we came in two Sundays ago and half the ceiling tiles were down because it was like a torrential downpour in the building. And now we have that fragrance that you probably smell when you walked in. It smells kind of musky. They're working on getting that. But I'm telling you, it's, it's time for God's people to have a home. It's time. Something fresh. So we don't have to plug in a million Glade plug-ins to, to mask the scent of this building. Amen. Okay. I'm thankful for the building. But I ain't dwelling on it. Amen. Amen. Oh, I've said it before. I'm going to move on. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. The past is a place of reference, not a, res not, not a residence. Your past is a place of reference, but it can't be where you take up residence. Isaiah 43, the second part of that said, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness. Many of you have been through a wilderness desert 2023. I mean, it could have been worse. We could have went back and rewound COVID days of 2020, right? But 2023 hasn't been, hasn't been great for everybody. He said, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The second observation that we're making from this text is you can have 99 problems, but your perspective can't be one. You can have 99 problems. You can have, because you, you, how many got issues? I got issues. Okay, your pastor has issues. But can I tell you what one of them can't be? Perspective. 
I cannot lead this church with a jaded perspective. You cannot lead your family, sir, with a jaded perspective. Ma'am, you cannot, you cannot honor your husband if your perspective of him is jaded. You can't love your kids like the Bible says we're to love our kids if we're looking at the reality of what they do. Change your perspective. Am I talking to anybody in this room today? It got real quiet. You want a new beginning? You want a fresh start? You have to operate in the art of forgetting. In closing, let's just bring the music so I can find the exit door here pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Your perspective is one of the strongest tools that God gives us for how we're going to see our situation and our circumstances. When you have a healthy perspective, that healthy perspective... <clears throat> And, and I am talking to me today because it hurt when I wrote it down as he gave it when you have a healthy perspective a healthy perspective produces patience you know why you know why I'm so impatient I'm talking to my family I'm just being real excuse me because I have my perspective has been jaded I can only model for you what you need to do when you get home. It's not a show. It's me saying, I'm, I can be so impatient. But it's because my perspective needs to be shifted. Patience is one of those words a lot of people don't like to talk about. Most people think patience is the ability to wait. When in reality, patience is how you wait. Because the, the, the truth is you're going to sit in that Gainesville traffic on Archer Road on Monday morning, or not tomorrow, but next Monday, on your way to work or wherever you go. You're going to sit in traffic. That's inevitable. But how you wait when somebody cuts you off so they can get a little ahead of you and you're, you're reaching for your arm and dropping all four of your fingers and leaving one. you wait uh, what I was trying to say was you're trying to point out their flaw that's what I meant how you wait based on your perspective see I am doing a new thing do you not perceive do you not see it do you not have my perspective on your situation that's what God is saying do you not have my perspective on what you're going through it matters how you wait many of us in this room have had God make promises to us it matters how you wait as Angela was a, a young little girl Daddy, 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 can we go to the store? Daddy, 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 can we go to the store? And I've already said we can go to the store. I'm going to be more prone to sit in my recliner the more time she comes. Daddy, 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 can I go to the store? Daddy, 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 can we please build now? Daddy, 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 can we build now? 
important and it will change everything. I know that land is there, but it's not my focus. And I, you can't put God on a time schedule. It won't work out for you, I'm sorry. Tell your neighbor it matters how you wait. If you're here today and you're searching for God, you've come to the right place. He is here. The fact that you're still here on planet Earth and alive after everything you've gone through is nothing short of the provision of God on your life. The last part of that verse that I am making away in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You may have come in the building today and you're saying, yo B, Bradley, I got big problems. You're in good company because I promise you at least two people on your row may have you beat. problem isn't your problem listen your real problem isn't your problem your real problem is how you're viewing your situation that's a problem just like I'm standing on a platform to teach you today God wants to use your problem as a platform to produce the miracle in your life he, he specializes in turning around the things that, that the enemy uses and places in our life that we go through as a platform to give him glory and not anything that we've done on our own. Maybe you want to write that down. My problems are God's platform. See, that right there just changed the perspective of your problems. If nothing else, you are get, the bigger your problem, the bigger the platform. And the bigger the platform, the bigger the miracle. Yeah, but I need him to do it now. It matters how you wait. It matters how you wait. Worship team, come. God brought you in this building today to be reminded that he's the God who makes a way in the wilderness and creates streams in the wasteland. Bottom line, it's time to shift our perspective. You may, be, you may be taking you may be taking old habits and old problems into the new year because that's going to happen in just a matter of hours but you can change your perspective of the things that you're carrying well thanks again for tuning in to hear more messages like this one make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes and if you like what you're hearing consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends for more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.